Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Cricket Ultras podcast. This is Arun Sudhaman on a dark day for Australian sport. Joining me, a man who is investigating New Zealand citizenship options. Welcome, Darren Burns. <laughs> Thanks, Arun. Actually investigating Chinese citizenship <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> options, which is far more difficult for an Australian. See, I was, yes. I was setting you up to finally, finally <laughs> give some praise to New Zealand, but you just couldn't do it. I couldn't even, do it. Even today. Yes. Well, I think a lot of the cricket world today is um, um, looking with some, some sort of shade and fruit at what's happening with the Australian cricket team. Um, yes, the word, that was exactly the word that, that I was thinking. There's a lot of schadenfreude out there. This Australian team is not best loved. And you can see the crowing. On Twitter. So anyway, spoiler alert, I guess. Do you want to take people through the, the events that es- escalated extremely quickly, I must say? They did escalate quickly. Well, it's a serious, ev- serious series of events. So we're calling it Tape Gate. Tape Gate. Or yellow sand- Tape Gate. Sandpaper Gate at one point, but it's not sandpaper. <laughs> um, yeah, so what happened last night was Cameron Bancroft was caught putting... Um, a yellow piece of something down his pants um, <laughs> on the big screen. Um, apparently he'd been seen earlier rubbing the ball. It's, it appeared to be a message from somebody going out. Into the, it, it, it appeared that, that Darren Lehman relayed a message to Peter Hanscom, the 12th man, to tell him to stop doing it. Now, people have talked about Lehman being sacked. I'm not sure if Lehman knew what was going on, but he obviously saw it. And either he told him to stop it or he told him that they're going to be caught. So I don't know what happened, but I think the most astonishing thing was there was no action on the field of play. Um, The umpires, obviously, they have the ball every over. So I don't know if everyone knows that, but every over that's bowled, the umpire always has the ball and they look at it, obviously, every over. So they didn't think anything was happening to the ball. Now, Mm. after the game, obviously, there was an extraordinary press conference. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. And it was actually delayed several hours after stumps. And Mm. Stephen Smith came out and basically threw Cameron Bancroft under the bus um, instead of opening with his statement being the captain, he actually handed the ball over to, so to speak, to Cameron Bancroft, who outlined his his injustices and his discretions, indiscretions, I should say. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. It was, I think, the, the, the press there were quite shocked. Um, obviously, Bancroft has been charged with an offence, but um, we haven't seen the last of this and it's only just beginning. So the events will unfold very, very rapidly indeed. Yeah. And, and since then, of course, um, I think Australia has woken up, uh, to a huge amount of indignation. Yeah. Uh, much of it from Australians, it yes. must be said. Um, and just before we came on this show, we learned that Smith and Warner have been stood down as captain and vice captain Tim Payne is now captain. I don't think they've named a vice captain, um, which which says a lot about the vice captain role. But um, extraordinary scenes. You wonder if Steve Smith has captained his last test for Australia. I mean, in in the press conference after, as you said, after he poor poor Cameron Bancroft, you kind of feel for him a little bit because he's the youngest guy in the team. Um, yeah. Steve Smith said the leadership group had made the decision at lunch that they needed to try and alter the ball. Uh, basically to cheat, to, to alter the ball, to try and get some reverse swing because they were so desperate, which is just stunning. I've never heard anyone say anything like that. Let's not, um, let's not be naive here uh, or, or, or too self-righteous. 
this sort of thing does go on. Uh, it's it's gone on for many years, uh, but but in particular that there are, there are kind of I feel like there are kind of accepted ways of doing it that the authorities turn a blind eye to and that are very difficult to police. So things like saliva, you mean like candies or sweets or saliva, exactly. that kind of stuff. Yep, saliva, throwing the ball in on the bounce, you know, yeah, um, that kind of thing. When you apply a foreign object to the ball, though, um, it's just really stupid because it's so easy to catch, especially, especially when you are in a foreign country and the host broadcaster is not on your side. Um, <laughs> and that, that might be the biggest lesson here. Not that um, they had... I mean, you know, I'm sure there are people who are outraged by the fact that Steve, Steve Smith has admitted to this course of action. And it is it's pretty amazing that he has admitted to cheating. Um, yeah. But what really stands out is just... They just look like the gang that can't shoot straight. Yeah. It's, it was pretty amateur too. I mean, a bright yellow object that was pretty obvious. <laughs> it was pretty obvious when you saw it, um, and I don't know how they thought they'd get away with it. It was real amateur hours. So, you know, I think it was preconceived, obviously, but it, it seemed to be very haphazard in the way they did it. So, it, it almost looks to me like they haven't done it before because it was so badly executed. I mean, really, um, like you said, it looked like desperation. You know, it, it, it didn't look like it was a considered plan, and you, you have to wonder whether the bowling coach. David Saker and the coach Lehman were involved in it. I mean, if, if they were involved in this kind of thing, I mean, geez, they should all be st- stood down. So, you know, I think a lot will be will come to light. I think that if I love the way that, that um, Steve Smith dobbed in his mates, the leadership group, whoever that is. Um, but we think it's Smith, Warner, Hazelwood, Lion. Stark and Lyon. So if they indeed were all involved, then I think they all should be stood down for the next test. So I think we'll have five or six players out uh, the next test, pending investigations and, and all kinds of recriminations. Gosh, and to think that a week ago, our biggest concern was whether Kagiso Rabada brushed Steve Smith. <laughs> uh, I mean, David Warner's been, been in the wars well, his whole career, yeah. but, but of course, in the last week as well, the last month, he's, he's been having several confrontations. He's, I don't think there's going to be... A huge amount of sympathy um, in general for this Australian leadership group because they've made such a virtue, I think, of, as as Nathan Lyon put it, headbutting the line, uh, deciding where the line is, and That's as right. as the Australian journalist Dan Brettig put it quite eloquently in in Quick Info, the line has now turned into a noose for these same same for these same Australians. The Australian government has called on. Steve Smith and David Warner to be removed, which is quite unprecedented. And yes, I'm not really sure how the Australian Cricket Board can turn down an appeal like that from the government. Uh, makes life very difficult for them, you would think. Yeah, I, I think you know Australian sport in general has a proud history of being very above board. I'd say. I, mean, I think out of all the sporting teams, probably the, the cricket team draws the most fire. I would say. Um, you know, Australia is obviously usually very out in front against whether it's swimming, athletics, um, calling out cheaters. So this really sticks at everyone's crawl. Um, you know, the line hasn't been crossed. They've smashed the line, right? I mean, all this talk <laughs> about playing hard and fair, it's ridiculous, right? There are always these, these bastions of cricketers, you know, the Australian cricketers saying we play hard, but we play fair, right? Well, this is obviously not fair. Well, this is, so 
it raises questions about their behavior in general, doesn't it? Because if they were willing to do this, then... And I know you said it was amateurish. It's hard to believe, you know, Mitchell Stark got extravagant reverse swing in the first test. Um, mm. So people, of course, will ask questions about that. And But I think both sides got, in that test match, got a lot of reverse swing. If yeah, I'm, not, I'm if sure. I'm sure. They, they yeah. did. But, you know, I think because of this kind of stunning admission, it it just yeah. raises questions. And as a public relations professional, as you know, it's not necessarily the, the transgression as, the, as so much as the perception that really Correct. hurts you. Um, and so it will take some work for Australian cricket to recover from this reputation Absolutely. setback, right? Um, they'll need to do a lot of work. And it'll be interesting to see how it affects their behavior on field yeah. from now on and whether this sparks a wider debate um, about the spirit of cricket. I mean, this, in a way, maybe provides us with an opportunity to reset, because I think, you know, in general, behavior on the cricket field has been getting out of control. And not just for Australia, but I think for all teams. And hopefully, I mean, it may, and maybe this is, again, a little naive, but hopefully this, this does provide an opportunity to to lay down, you know, I don't want to use the word line, but a clear marker in terms of what teams can and can't do on the field and maybe just get back to playing cricket instead of all this other stuff. Yeah. I mean, obviously, crisis management is really getting to the heart of the matter quickly. So admitting what we've done wrong, uh, creating an action plan. So I think that, that Cricket Australia are totally focused now, really understanding what actually transgressed, transpired over this period of time. Yes. Um, and I pretty, I'm pretty sure they're focused on really getting a fast action plan in place to rectify it and I think as you, as you said Arun often when we have a crisis it's actually a good time to reset and start to rethink about some of the things we hold dear I mean James Sutherland's presser this morning I don't know if you saw it but he was uh he was a shattered man and he was he was basically weeping I mean he was welding up in the eyes and he was very emotional he was um, and that yeah. wasn't a PR stunt I think he was genuinely shocked and he alluded to the fact that he he called Stephen Smith about the player's behavior earlier mm. uh and I think this is sort of the icing on the cake. It's probably the, the, the lowest depths of cricket in Australia for some time. Uh, yeah, it, it's probably the lowest, I think. I mean, um, and interestingly, I think Cricket Australia probably has a battalion of PR people. Uh, and I know they work with, with various agencies. So at least they'll do well out of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure there's probably some other people who do well out of it as well. Um, it provides great fodder for every every team they play against anyway. Uh, sledging fodder. Yeah, and you can see the, the stuff on Twitter already. I mean, there's been some yeah. some, some pretty humorous comments. Michael Vaughan, who's never slow uh, to yeah. get involved, has said, when, when will the Australians complain that they're being um, victimized, uh, you know, <laughs> for, for cheating? <laughs> yeah. Which, which I thought was, was rather amusing. Um, and Michael Clark's offered to come back as captain. I see. Oh my gosh! Well, he didn't offer. He said, um, <laughs> "I think the exact wording was he would he would listen to that approach." I think, or you know, or he he wouldn't put the phone down. I don't think he said he would definitely come down. But you know, I I always got the impression there was no love lost between Michael Clark and Stephen Smith. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're always looking for these you're always looking for these slights aren't you yeah uh, Glenn I Maxwell. Love it. well it, it doesn't look <laughs> good Clark. does it michael clark is, is not exactly rushing to steve <laughs> smith's support here 
Um, so he wasn't exactly a popular member of the team either, Michael Clark. If we're being honest, no, he wasn't at all. Um, but but the, the, I guess and, and here's a question for you: Do you think Stephen Smith will will captain Australia again? It's a better big question. I find that I find it at the moment uh, difficult to see. I mean, I think I think people are talking about suspensions of six months, twelve months, maybe longer. Um, I think it's going to be a hard road to recuperation for him. But I don't think he'll be the captain this year um, for the rest of the year. I imagine they'll bring in either Tim Payne, maybe Mitchell Marsh or uh, Pat Cummins could be options for captaincy and vice-captaincy, I imagine. Um, of course, Peter, Peter Hanscom, who's on the bench, is the Victorian cap- captain in Australia, uh, Victorian state. Um, so I think they'll probably reshuffle it. It gives them a chance to bring in a lot of the new blood, I guess. I guess Renshaw will come back into the team. Uh, he's playing in the Sheffield Shield final right now, the first class final in Australia. So that finishes in the next couple of days. So I, they might bring some players over from that. Um, but I, I'm guessing they're going to step down quite a lot of these players in the team right now, pending investigation. Well, then this will have huge repercussions, really. I mean, you can't see Australia competing at the same level for a while in that case. And then what happens to the IPL with Warner and Smith both captaining their franchises? I think. Obviously, they probably wouldn't be playing in that, you'd think. Um, this might boost their value in the IPL. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Definitely true. I think they got a bargain. Right. Let's, go um, and see, let's go and see the cheats. Yeah, it's, it's, it's remarkable, really, to think if, if, if Smith and Warner are out, if others are out, you know, if Hazelwood and Lyon and Stark, they'll have to bring in a lot of players. The other question, I guess, is how high will this go? Now, I know um, Steve Smith has not said Darren Lehman knew anything about it. I have to admit, I find that a little bit surprising because Darren Lehman's very hands-on. Um, I, I, I just want to digress slightly here and say I found Darren Lehman's behavior in general to be somewhat irritating. I mean, this is a guy who's kind of had numerous episodes throughout his career where he's been quite happy to to go after other players and claim other teams were cheating. And I think he called yeah. Stuart Broad a cheat once. He said he hoped Stuart Broad yeah. was abused so much he would cry. We're all aware of what he said. Cry, yeah. we're, we're all aware of what he said to the Sri Lankan players as well, um, for which mm. I think he served a ban. Uh, and now, of course, he's you know after the after the David Warner episode, there was a he was he was um, playing the victim quite well. So I, I, I'm I would be surprised if Darren Lehman didn't know, but perhaps the players are trying to insulate him. But it's not just Lehman, right? I mean, will James Sutherland survive this? Will, 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 the, right. um, will the suits survive this episode? Yeah. I mean, that's the question, right? It, it is a big question. Um, yeah, it, it's going to come out in the next few days. It, it's, it's just so hard to say now how high it goes. I mean, if, if they come out with some kind of ruling where they believe it's systematic and endemic, that's, that's a real big issue. But if they believe it's just a sort of spare of the moment, you know, these five guys got together, talked about it, did it, that's a different thing. But if it's a conspiracy that the whole team was doing it and the coaching staff and the management, wow, that's a big deal. So I just want to go through some, some comments here because these are, these are quite interesting from, from Australian, Australian cricketing big wigs. Um, Adam Gilchrist said, uh, this is, uh, Australian cricket is the laughing stock of cricket. Mm. It allows people to speculate and cast as, well, I think, I'm assuming he means aspersions, uh, not aspirations. 
over other activities. <laughs> Ian Chappell, being labelled a cheat is the worst name you can get in sport. It's almost impossible to live down. Smith will need to be really strong to overcome this. Michael Clark, please tell me this is a bad dream. Um, and so on. Craig McDermott, disappointing and disgraceful. A shocking day for the baggy green. Yeah, I, the one thing I will say is that I do think we have we we, we are getting to the truth. I, it doesn't seem like anyone is. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's too much obfuscation going on. Um, I'm hopeful. You know, I'm hopeful we'll, 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 the, the the full story will emerge. Yeah, I mean, I think something that was quite stunning was was just Steve Smith and Bancroft's forthrightness. I guess if that's even a word at the event. To, at the press conference after to say that what they'd done uh, and, and what they thought um, might happen. So I think that was quite stunning, really. I mean, usually people sort of avoid it a bit or they try to sort of obfuscate the, the truth a little bit, but they're quite you know forthcoming, I thought, with what they thought happened. Um, there's obviously been a disconnect between Smith and uh, James Sutherland, the CEO of Cricket Australia. They, could, they didn't even talk before he went to the press as well. So I, I think that's a bit weird as well. Um, you would have thought they would have had a conversation on the phone at least um, before they went out to the press. Mm. Am I the only one that doesn't think ball tampering is such a big deal? <laughs> or am I going to be out on a limb here all of my own? I mean, because... <laughs> I mean, Shane Warne said too, right, that he doesn't mind if it's a bit of saliva or candy or whatever, but I think when you start to use bottle tops or screwdrivers as mm. Imran Khan has admitted they used to do, that's a, that's a different thing, right? Yeah, the little screwdriver. Um, you got to love it. Yeah. So that's, you know, zippers too, like, like heavy metal objects and sort of applying those to, to a ball is, can definitely alter it. But the reality is the umpires look at those balls every over. So if, if the ball has been worked on, you'd think they kind of notice it, right? You would think. That, so the ball was reversing quite a lot, but it, it wasn't actually doing Australia much good because South Africa was batting so well. <laughs> um, which, again, is, you know, that's, that's part and parcel of the game. It's the premeditation, I think, that's so stunning. And I yeah, think because it comes after a week when Australia has been, I think, um, you know, playing up the kind of it, its role, its newfound role as victim. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think it's it's just a a sort of perfect storm, in a way. Yeah, it's been a terrible week for them. I mean, they've only stirred more hate, and, and people really don't like this team at the moment, and, and rightly so. They've been behaving like a bunch of wankers, to be quite honest. <laughs> it's a shame because I actually I had high hopes I had high hopes for this group um, but I think they have they made a decision somewhere along the line that yeah I think they have you're right yeah that they were going to to, to really play with with this kind of unbridled aggression yeah and I, I think they're sort of in a spiral it, it's been in a spiral now right a sort of mm. spiral of, of aggressive you know, in-your-face behavior that's getting worse. And they seem to be egging each other on. Mm. And I think this is the, the low point of it, right? Mm -hmm. This is what happens. We will see what happens. I mean, I suspect, as you said, there's going to be a lot that's coming out. Uh, Malcolm Turnbull, Australian Prime Minister, has called it a shocking disappointment. Yeah, of um, it's It's remarkable. You know, I don't want to... I don't... You know, we, we can't really have too much sympathy for Steve Smith here, but you know it's not even what 3 months since we were yeah. we were waxing lyrical about his just remarkable batting record yeah and now the thing is this is going to 
to stick with him, if you'll excuse the pun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's going to stick with him like adhesive tape for the rest of his career. A couple of them just look like a, a, you know, two schoolboys who've just been caught playing up in the playground. You know, that's what they look like uh, coming forth and admitting to the headmaster of what they've done wrong. That's the other funny thing. The the last time they fronted up to the cameras, quite different circumstances, right? It it was. It totally uh, was. The the Johnny Burstow story with Steve Smith doing that weird laugh. Um, That was was a very different situation. And Bancroft talking about the size of his head, (laughs) the measurements of his head. Well, I, I must say I do feel... People are going to hate me for saying this, but I do feel a bit sorry for them. I, I think they've got into this spiral of, you know, aggressiveness, winning at all costs, and this is just, they've gone too far. Somebody's egged somebody else on for this idea, and they've gone, okay, let's do it. And I think they probably do regret it now, even if they hadn't been caught. It's, it's a pretty low point. I mean, I definitely have sympathy for Cameron Bancroft. I think if you're a younger player in this team, then, you know, you're going to go along with whatever's whatever you're told to do. I, I don't have a huge amount of sympathy for... The leadership group and yeah. honestly i have zero sympathy for darren lehman um, yeah. because I know you're a I, big fan well you know you know very talented batsman and, and seems like quite a good coach but i just think when it comes to matters of of behavior and, and ethics and so on he he leaves something to be desired um, but we shall see what happens as as this story unfolds um shall we talk about some actual on-field cricket we should, and I'm sure we'll come back to this story over and over again in the coming weeks. Oh, I think it, I think it <laughs> will. It will, it will dominate uh, much of our discussion. So anyway, South Africa are in the driving seat they in sure this are. match. Anyway, they're 294 runs ahead. In more ways than one, they've also regained the moral high ground. They have regained the moral high ground. Um, Australia's batting has not really been able to stand up to the South African bowling. Um, and South Africa's batsmen, led by Dean Elgar, A.B. de Villiers, all playing pretty well. And of course, now that Australia's team looks like it's going to be decimated, I think we can quite easily see South Africa carrying this series. Wouldn't it be great for cricket if they come up with a whole different team next test and win the test? If Australia did, that would just be phenomenal. It would be a fairy tale. It would really. be a fairy tale. Uh, in fact, I saw someone put an, put an 11 out on... Twitter of players who, who would play um, and I think I think Sean Marsh was he is he a contender um, to be captain maybe not but just to play I think Renshaw's yeah. in there I think I think, Glenn, I think probably Glenn Renshaw I, I think they'll bring over Maxwell probably um, yeah they'll, they'll can put out a pretty good side they've got a couple of bowlers Cummins will lead the bowling mm. um, I think in the spin department they'll be quite weak but they'll have Chad Sayers and a few other bowlers it could be interesting to see who they turn out. Michael Clark, obviously. Is, is, <laughs> yeah, Michael Clark. <laughs> Shane Warne. <laughs> Open to offers. Um, okay, so we'll see. Now let's let's move over to the other test match, which has been very interesting in in been. New Zealand. Was that your faux New Zealand accent then? <laughs> no, I'm not even going to try to do a New Zealand <laughs> accent. You're, you're welcome to. Um, yeah, no, I feel I like, yeah, let, let's not. Um, England, of course, dismissed for 58 in their first innings. Yes. England's winter goes from bad to worse. Their overseas record is just abysmal. Um, yeah. Over, over the last, I think, something like 11, 12 test matches, 
this score, sixth lowest score for England in tests, their lowest since 2009 when they were dismissed for 51 against the West Indies. The third least number of overs they have batted in tests, 20.4. Five players dismissed for a duck in the England (laughs) innings, which which is their joint highest, including Joe Root, only his fourth Test match duck. That's um, and of course, let's not forget if it wasn't for the tenth wicket stand, uh, this would have been a much lower total. They added Craig Overton and, and Jimmy Anderson, uh, those thoroughbreds of batting, added thirty-one runs for the tenth wicket, while the other nine aggregated twenty-seven. So that's only the fourth time where the tenth wicket has added more runs than all the other nine wickets put together. Darren, do you know when? The last instance of that. I do remember it very happened. vividly. Do it was a know? Trent Bridge. Correct. Well in done. The ashes. Uh, Ashton Agar. Ashton and Agar on debut. Yeah, but he got out right before he, he got. He did to get out in '98. Oh wow! Well, maybe he'll have a recall because of Sandpaper he, Gate. Take he gate. might. Do you think he might? He might maybe? get a recall. He might. He's been bowling quite well in one-day cricket. So let's see. And, and we should note that was in partnership with um, Phil Hughes, rest in peace. Yes. Uh, rest in peace, yes. Career best, career best figures for Trent Bolt. Uh, and then, of course, New Zealand come into bat, and there's no demons in the pitch. Uh, it's surprise, not the surprise. pink ball. Surprise, surprise. It's not the pink ball. It's not a vegetable patch. New Zealand score 427 for eight. Beautiful century from Kane Williamson. Uh, batting like a Rolls Royce out there. I think Henry Nichols as well got a century. He did. Uh, Do you know much about him? No, I think he's a regular part of the test team. He doesn't play any any of the one-day teams, T20 or one-day cricket. But um, he seems like a solid player. I watched some of the game uh, yesterday. He looks like a pretty good bat. Um, But, yeah, I think, you know, the the England team looks a bit... The bowling attack looks a bit samey. It's all sort of medium pace. Um... The spinners not having much effect at all. Um, yeah, it, it looked like a pretty sort of poor effort. It's been a long trip for them, I know. Most of them have been out there for one-day games as well in the Australian season. Uh, they look a bit flat. Mm. They do. I mean, I suppose the question is whether you can accept this as an excuse. They've been on a long tour. Yeah, uh, I don't know. And Well, we do know it's it's hard work. Even though they travel in in kind of opulent fashion these days. <laughs> They're not travelling by no boat bu- No bunk beds. <laughs> no, no steamers. No, no steamers and bunk tests. beds. But we've seen, we have seen players buckle under the, the strain of being away from home. It's not easy. Yeah. Um, it, it can get tough on the road. They have been away for a long time. Yeah. Uh, having said all that, it's hard to see why. I think the stat is that in six tests, they've only taken 10 wickets on three occasions. Really, that's um, which, which is damning, really, for, a, for, a, te- for a, a bowling attack that includes Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad. Yeah. I mean, they, they do very poorly away from home, don't they? Um, recently, they get yes. away with it in England. I, I think they get away with it with, yeah, of course, recently. I mean, last year or two. With Anderson and Broad, particularly Anderson, you know, the swing king in England doing very well. But when they travel anywhere, you, you think they could do better, but they just don't seem to be able to pull it together. I mean, I think they still have this... I, I think they have a lot of bits and pieces players in their, in their team still. I mean, mm. they've almost got their one-day team in the test team. And, you know, they have players who are okay, 
but I'm not sure that they like to have players that can bat a bit, it seems, which is not important, I don't think. And you've got to have your five, you know, four or five best bowlers in that team. And maybe these are the best bowlers we've got in England at the moment. I don't know. Maybe they are. Um, and if that's the, the case, then it's a bit of a concern. We talked about this on the last episode, I think. They're the obvious replacements. Well, not, not just replacements, but you know, even, even to supplement Broad and Anderson. The obvious players are just not there. Chris Wokes yeah. is, is not bowling as well as he did 18 months ago. Uh, Mark Wood is good, but he's been having fitness issues. He's not playing this test match. And then they have tried out so many other bowlers over the last two or three years. Uh, and Craig really Overton have, yeah. is just the latest. Uh, and then, and then of course, you combine that with a batting lineup where you know, you have Cook and Root, obviously two great batsmen. Um, ben Stokes is batting at five. Looks like that's one place too high. Um, and yeah, then you have... Uh, right, then you have Stoneman and Milan, who... I mean, Milan certainly looks like he's potentially good enough, but you know, neither of them are, are necessarily the most reliable. James Vince has been dropped for this match, so whether he will see much of him again is up for debate. And then Moeen Ali is 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 really out of form to the point where he must be, you know, to the point where he must be worrying about his place in the team. Yeah, I think he missed a straight full toss in New Zealand um, to get knocked over off stump. Always a bad sign. It is. Club cricket stuff. Um, <laughs> look, I think also England's been quite lucky with the rain, to be honest. You know, basically two days were washed out. There's the final day coming up tomorrow. Um, England are batting reasonably well in the second dig. So it could still be a draw. They might get out of jail. They're 132 for three um, in their second innings. So, they, you know, it would have been hard for them to bat worse, obviously. Than their first innings, <laughs> um, but you're right. They they have a chance of surviving this test match, um, but really, they don't deserve to. I don't think uh, yeah, that is fair. I, th- I think they have to get another two two twenty or two thirty on to make New Zealand bat again. So it could be a tough final day. But that yeah, I think that the rain has really robbed the Kiwis if they don't win this game. I still think we could see Trent Bolt or Tim Southey, both of whom are bowling really well, uh, rock up tomorrow morning, first hour. And blast through. Uh, oh, I'm not sure I'd use the word blast in relation to either <laughs> Bolts or Southey, but nip through, maybe? <laughs> well, he's quite... He bowled a really sharp spell this afternoon. Yeah, Bolt gets it up true. around the high 130s, early 140s. He hit a root in the gloves and then got him out the next ball. Um, so I think he, he's quite sharp, Trent Bolt. There, there's no doubt he's quick enough. You're right. Uh, he and, and he's he's definitely quicker than Tim Southey, um, I think. Yes, he is. But he is. both of them just just very crafty bowlers, very clever. Crafty uh, Kiwis. Just, right. Do just <laughs> enough. Do just enough. Uh, and on these pitches, um, a real handful. And very experienced as well. Should be pointed out. They've played a lot of cricket. These two guys. Together, they played a lot of a lot of cricket together. Exactly. And the Broad we, and Anderson, aren't they? Well, yeah. As we all know, I mean, fast bowlers hunt in pairs. So they do. It's a good example of that. Okay, we have we probably have time for one more because of the the emergency events from Cape Town. Our, yes. our usual order has been upended, and, and 
lots of big stories that we would have discussed otherwise, such as Kagiso Rabada's appeal being downgraded, David Warner having an argument with a spectator. Yeah, um, <laughs> those seem so inc- inconsequential now, don't they? They do. <laughs> Mohammed Shami and his his run-ins with um, the match-fixing investigation, with the, with the law. Uh, Kevin Peterson announcing his retirement. Yes. But we probably only have time for one more thing, and I'll give you the choice. Would you rather talk about the World Cup qualifier or the Nidahas Trophy? I'd prefer to talk about the World Cup qualifiers. I think you probably chose correctly there, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I'll let you, so you mention the, uh, the issues around the, uh, the series between India, Bangladesh, and Sri Lanka. Very feisty and fiery, which shows that Australia is not always involved um, in controversial incidents on the field and off the field. No, they're not always. And, and, but I think they've led the way. They've shown... They've shown <laughs> Recently they've they have, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, they, they've, raised the, they've raised the bar. They've raised the bar and pushed that line back. Back to the World Cup qualifier. Question for you. Yes. Do you think that after four weeks, the World Cup qualifier is over? Or do you think instead <laughs> that it's still going? It is actually still going, Arun. Uh, the it final is, is today. Going. It's West Indies versus Afghanistan, um, which actually they've already gone through. They already go through to World Cup qualifying and they, they've qualified already. So I don't know why they're playing mm. a final. It seems not to really matter, but they're doing it anyway. And it actually seems like Afghanistan at the stage are doing okay in keeping West Indies in check. Yeah, West Indies 101 for 5, while we record this, off 23.2 overs. Afghanistan have the momentum here because, yeah. uh, as our listeners might be aware, they came into the tournament They came into the tournament fine. I think they were one of the favourites. But then they started this World Cup qualifier almost a month ago quite badly. They scraped through to the Super 6. And then they finally hit some form. They're actually very lucky, I think, to have qualified. Uh, they, they, they benefited from the, the weird convoluted system where points were condensed. Uh, that helped them a lot. And then they were reliant on other teams. Yeah, carried through, exactly. They were reliant on other teams um, helping them out. Having said all of that, they are through, uh, along with the West Indies. Um it has actually, despite the fact it's been such a long tournament and quite convoluted in terms of the structure, there's been some excellent cricket, some very good crowds, um, some really exciting matches. Yeah. And I think we can probably both agree it's a real shame that more of these teams uh, yeah. are not going to be seen at next year's World Cup. Yeah. I think it's a real travesty. Um you know, it's going from 14 teams in the World Cup to 10 teams, yet we're having more games and it's going to be a longer tournament, which I think is just ridiculous. Um, you know, they should be looking to expand it perhaps to 16 teams with pools of four. Um, I think it's a joke to have countries like Ireland not there and Scotland, um, even Zimbabwe and some of these yeah. teams, they should all be there. I mean, they, you know, they Ireland should. beat England regularly, it seems, in these, in these tournaments. Um, and if you look at, I mean, Scotland almost beat the West Indies the other night. They were robbed with Duckworth Lewis a bit uh, and maybe a couple of umpiring decisions that could have easily have gone through. Um, I think Ireland, who were very close against Afghanistan, I think it was the last over. So, I mean, you, mm. you're telling me these guys don't deserve go, to go to the World Cup. I think it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't get the thinking at all. 
I, I agree with you. I mean, Ireland beating England is always one of my favorite occurrences um, <laughs> at every World Cup. You love it. Now, the, it. the funny thing is, it, you know, if four teams had gone through, Ireland still would have missed out. Yeah. <laughs> because it's... Scotland, who had an amazing tournament, and of course are, are, are I think, ranked lower than Ireland, uh, yeah, had a great tournament. Sure. Right. Zimbabwe at home also had an excellent tournament. So th- those two would have gone through along with West Indies and Afghanistan. And I, I actually think all four of them should be there. It's, a, it's, it's great for the game. It helps grow the game. Uh, the only reason they're not there is because um, the powers that be at the ICC have decided that the, the matches that involve these teams are not worth staging because they don't bring in enough TV revenue. And that's just a remarkably short-sighted way to look at things, I think. Uh, and so it's such a shame. Yeah, it's really a pity. But I agree with you. I mean, there were some great games, good crowds there. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a joke, isn't it? I just hope they can, they can sort it out for the next World Cup. Well, I, th- I have zero confidence they will. Do you yeah. have any? <laughs> no. <laughs> we're talking about the ICC, Arun. We are talking um, about the ICC. Correct. Okay. Well, that's 40 minutes. And if anyone is still listening at this point, I think that's probably plenty to be starting your cricket week with. Um, we will be back pretty soon, I think, because it looks like this yeah, I think so. sandpaper gate is going to run and run. And there are lots of other storylines out there in world cricket at the moment. So thank you all so much for listening. Darren, any, anything from you for our listeners? Well, I think keep, keep the feedback coming. Um, we really enjoy listening to your feedback and, and seeing your feedback uh, through Facebook, Twitter, and directly even to us. But um, yeah, please do leave a review if you can. Okay, excellent. Thank you all.